Temple of Geek podcast is brought to you by templeofgeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at templeofgeek.com. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek podcast, your one-stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to Temple of Geek Podcast, where we discuss gaming, news, and topics for you, the listeners. Temple of Geek Podcast is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook, at Temple of Geek, for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is Daniel and Marcus. What's going on, guys? What is up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Marcus is popping in here, getting ready. Cracking. I heard popping tops. It's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good one. You can tell. That's how you know. Start out <laughs> that way. So so today's a big day. Today is today's a big, a big day. day. Today's basically a holiday. Avengers <laughs> Infinity War came out. Basically. Yeah, people holiday. took off work. I'm sure they did. So I tried. <laughs> It wasn't happening for me. No, probably <laughs> not. Understandably so. But uh, I think all of us have seen it, correct? Yep. Yes, sir. And and uh, just for the listeners so that you know, this is going to contain spoilers. So know ahead of time, if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and check it out. Come back and, and uh, you can listen and you know agree or disagree with what we have to say. But we are about to spoil the movie for you. And, and so seriously, if you, if you it, haven't seen the movie... Go see it before you listen to anything we say because you do yeah. not want to be spoiled for this movie. No, you do not. <laughs> and there's so much packed into the movie. So, um, so anyway, just initial impressions, guys. What what did y'all think uh, leaving the theater? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leaving the okay, theater. Well, Daniel, Daniel just dropped the mic. So, yeah. <laughs> Marcus, what about you? Leaving the theater, I was left with more questions that, than after any other Marvel movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Just complete and total, like, well, 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 what about, what about, what about, what about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And see, with me leaving the theater, I actually walked out of the theater with a giant smile on my face. Um, and, you know, we're going to get into it here later. But I, everything I've seen in the movie, I was very happy with. I, I was happy with all the events that took place in the film. I, I don't think right. there, there's very little that I could probably complain about in this movie. I mean, of course, this isn't The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think we're. I think the difference is here is, you know, the well, we don't even have to get into that because we've already done a podcast on that. But just the idea that there's all these years of us being able to create our own narratives of how those stories were supposed to go. This is something that was written in the comics. So we kind of, if you're familiar, you kind of have an idea of the direction it's supposed to go. But I mean, as far as I was concerned, when I left theater, I mean, my theater was pretty somber when yes. it was over. With. It was yeah. like, and yeah, theater was dead silent when the movie ended yeah. and the credits started rolling. I was like, are you kidding everybody? <laughs> Yeah, well, and, you know, there are a lot of people that were leaving. I was like, God, are you idiots? Yeah, you know, I know. You not Ten know years. Works? Ten years. There Have is you not learned yet? something at the end of the freaking credits. What the hell's wrong yeah. with you people? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. My whole theater stayed. 
Oh, there were people. There weren't. There weren't very many, but there was. I'd say a handful yeah, of people that just kind of left immediately. There's always a handful, and I, you know, I always wonder: Do they are these the guys that maybe stayed for and saw the, another showing, or all these people that just don't really care, or do they just not right. really know? <laughs> I would have loved to stayed for another showing, except for it was about one in the morning when I left. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so you know it, the. The theater was somber, you know, obviously from the get-go, just right from the beginning of the movie. The music is a little bit different. They, they, I mean, it's the same Avengers intro music that we've gotten, the, you know, two times previously. But it's slower, you know. Uh, it does have a darker, slower, more somber tone just just starting the movie off. Yeah, the music. And then it gets right into, yeah. Music's so, like, we're about to have some shit go down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah, and it sets the tone, and then immediately, right from the get-go, all hell's broken loose. Right? I mean, basically, it picks up right where Thor left uh, off. Thor, Ragnarok's there. Uh, the post-credit scene, it right where it left off, where you've got Thanos' ship parked right in front, just kind of bombarding the Asgardian ship. Well, actually, it's the ship from Scar. I mean, yeah, from Scar or Sakar. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah. And so anyway, so uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, you know, the, initially you, you get to see Thanos. You get to see, uh, you know, the, the the children of Thanos that we, you know, the, the new the new characters, I guess. And basically, these are the characters that the movie kind of revolves around, you know. Correct. I mean, Thanos is really it's really kind of Thanos's movie. Well, let's just go ahead and, you know, talk about something that happens in that scene. Basically, all the Asgardians are wiped out. Yeah. All but one. Two. All but one. Two. I mean, Loki, and, Loki and Thor are still alive. Well, and Heimdall, technically. And two. Yeah. Well, but I guess I was thinking at the at the culmination of that scene, Yeah. there's I mean, one. At the very end of that scene, there is only one Asgardian left. So, you know, we, we all thought... Oh, hey, Thor's getting ready to move Asgard to Earth. Kind of like what happened in the comic books. You know, in the comic books, Asgard comes to Oklahoma. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst. But that's not happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. At least not now. right up to this point. We don't know what's going right. to happen in Avengers 4. But in the first 10 minutes of the movie, Asgard is annihilated. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, no, it, it really is. In the that was the other thing though is that you're kind of dumped in on that too, like yeah, you're walked right into the middle of everybody being yeah. dead. So and, and I kind of wonder too, like, um, wasn't like Valkyrie and Korg with them whenever they got on that ship? They were. Are they dead too? Well, I don't know. Did they, I, don't th <laughs> I don't think they would kill Valkyrie off, honestly. But well, and then also there was no. I mean, this. How do you hide the Hulk? Through all that you know but they did because they did because they did yeah. i mean the hulk was hiding somewhere and then you know i guess as we're moving through because what i guess we should probably do is there's so much to unpack in this movie and we're not going to be able to go through piece by piece otherwise this will be a two-hour episode at least, <laughs> you know but you know so let's let's try i guess to hit the high points you know in this particular scene i have a theory about something that happens but um you know we you know we've already established that there's only one Asgardian left. Well, but was... when the Hulk comes out, 
what were y'all's thoughts with the Hulk? Because the Hulk just basically gets right after it and goes straight for Thanos. Well, and Ebony Maw, who is currently my favorite <laughs> of all of them, uh, he, besides Thanos, Ebony Maw was my favorite. Um, Ebony Maw just basically tells the rest of Thanos' children to let him have his fun. As and and it that and to me that set the tone for what was about to happen to Hulk, because they're like we don't need to intervene. Thanos Thanos has it. He's got this. Well, I'll let Marcus answer this because I know what Marcus is going to say about this. <laughs> yeah, because I have a theory about what happens after this. Anyway, but go ahead, Marcus. What were you going to say? Uh, no, yeah, because we were talking about it earlier, and and um, you know, uh, Hulk comes. Right after, right after Thanos, and uh, and it's funny because I've had this discussion with several people about who Hulk could fight theoretically, and uh, and me and Daniel got to talking about how the MCU Hulk is different than the regular Hulk that most people are used to from the comics. Because right, right from the comics, because he gets beat down and it's over, like. That you know, and and normally people would say like, oh well, he could beat anybody because he would just get beat down and then get angrier and then he'd get stronger and all this stuff. But we don't see that here. Right. So it was just it was definitely uh, you know surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's what I was going to say. I think this is to me, they've added some nuance to the Hulk, which I think is awesome it makes him a much more interesting character when there's a psychological component to him and you've got what and this is in my opinion what i think happened i think the hulk gets and he gets his ass handed to him yeah <laughs> i mean he gets he gets stomped and it was probably to me it was the best fight scene in the whole movie you see him they're just trading blows and then he takes his head gives him a knee to the face and, and that is quick <laughs> oh yeah Huge dude, and he's freaking quick. Uh, Hulk was probably embarrassed after getting into that fight. That, well, I think he's scared. I think what happened after that is he's scared, and the Hulk didn't come back out because he's afraid. That is, that's my theory, is that that's why the Hulk wouldn't come back out the rest of the movie. Okay, so, so we're jumping ahead a little bit. So, you know, we're, right. we're saying that Hulk doesn't come Spoiler back out. Spoiler alert, so, the Hulk doesn't come back out. I was thinking, <laughs> here's, here was my thought. I was like, okay, Hulk got his ass beat. Right. And he was scared. He kept, throughout the whole movie, every time Banner tried to Hulk up, Hulk would, like, show up and say, no! And, like, go yeah. back away. Hilarious. <laughs> it was always a hilarious scene to me. I was always laughing. But I was like, all right, at the last minute, Hulk is going to Hulk up, and we're going to finally see the Gray Hulk on film. Yeah. <laughs> a more powerful See, but this is the, the thing. But the Gray Hulk is a weaker version. That's the problem. The Gray Hulk is a smarter version, but he's yeah, weaker. Gray, gray, it would have been a combined version of Banner and Hulk, right? Right. So he was smarter, and that that particular Hulk is is in he's kind of useless in the comic book. He's more, I mean, he even he was a bouncer, I think, and I think he was a gangster. Mr. I can't Mr. remember Mr. all the. Yeah, and so he he kind of did. He kind of was a a, a, a high end enforcer you know <laughs> but <laughs> but he wasn't as strong as the green hulk but he also was you know not as dumb as the green hulk so i i was hoping that like in the comic book and and like they did in ang lee's 
uh, version of the Hulk is the more you pissed him off, the bigger he got and the stronger he got. Correct. And that's what you the know? comic book version's like. You know, the, right. That's and why so, Wolverine and him can go toe to toe for hours upon hours because you piss these two off. You know, Wolverine's going to go into berserker mode and Hulk's just going to get stronger and stronger. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually Wolverine gets torn into pieces and, and uh, has to heal from that. But, and the conversation me and Marcus were having was the MCU version of the Hulk doesn't seem he's like he's like that. He he got beat down by Thanos. I would have thought he would have been even more enraged. And Yeah. But, uh, but, but it was like you got – I got the impression too, you know, because he was the Hulk for so long. And I think he, he – I don't know if he evolved or whatever while he was on Sakaar, but – while he was there and then Thor, which he is also one of the most powerful in the in you know in the MCU and demonstrated it <laughs> in this movie. Um he uh you know he kind of fights Hulk to a stalemate in Ragnarok and and then you so to me it felt like I I don't think we've tapped into the Hulk's completely his true potential, like who he is. Mm-hmm. I think when he comes back you're going to see a different Hulk. You know, I think you're going to see maybe uh, uh, because I don't believe he's gone. Um, I think that it'll take something extreme, but he'll come back. And uh, and I, I think you'll see a different, more powerful version of the Hulk. maybe even the Red Hulk. Maybe they'll uh, combine, you know, Thunderbolt Ross and, and that version of the Hulk and the other. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I, I that's that was my theory on that. So the, the Hulk gets his butt whooped and. I thought for sure. I actually thought the, the. I mean, I knew because I had seen the trailer that Thor doesn't die. At least not the very beginning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I was not sure watching. You know, I after I was seeing it and seeing Loki and them interact with one another, I was not sure. Uh, I thought that there was a chance uh, Thor may die. They may have just fooled us again. You know. Yes. Um, but because uh, anyway. they've done that before with the you know we saw the trailers where Thor had two eyeballs in Thor Ragnarok. Well, they, <laughs> they did it in this movie too. They yeah. did it in this movie with the gauntlet. Um, so anyway, they get they uh, all the Asgardians die, and we move forward, um, and we get what uh, I didn't realize. Uh, there was lots of speculation as to how Hulk gets back to earth. Uh, not one of those speculations was the rainbow bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not hear one of them that said that's how he got back, you know, and ends up in, in Dr. Strange's house. Um, but, which is also not a coincidence, but backing up just a second, the rainbow bridge gets opened up by Heimdall on the bridge right. of that ship. And then Heimdall gets killed. Right, and then exactly. immediately after that, Loki freaking dies. I was not expecting Loki to die in so the first much. ten freaking minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, first no, scene, I mean, man. And, and it that was the other up. thing too. You yeah. know, like the like, okay, Hulk and Thanos are gonna fight in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's what they did, and it and it totally lived up to the hype. And to me, it sets a tone for the rest of the movie that. Oh, oh, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, oh, you're, that you're like, this, okay, this guy is awesome. <laughs> we just hit him with, you know, your big guns and it was nothing, you know, yeah. nothing. Um, and yeah, so anyway, the, they, uh, you know, Thor gets blasted into space. 
Um, Hulk takes a trip on the Rainbow Bridge back to Earth, and then we are now, you know, in in uh, you know, we pick up with Tony Stark, and so now we're kind of getting an idea. Two years have really passed on Earth since we've seen Hulk. Um, he and Pepper, you know, are working through some things, and and uh, we get our first kind of pairing. And so one of the things that happens in this movie is you have groups of the Avengers that get kind of paired off or separated um you know with one another to part of it is i think to create some dynamics that that i think fans have always wanted to see like well what how would it be if peter quill and iron man had to be in the same room uh <laughs> you know and and i think that's a, that's some of its fan service but i think it it also in my opinion i think all of the teams that they put together worked really well mm-hmm. you know the ones that needed to be together the ones with the biggest egos Doctor Strange, uh, yeah. Iron Man, and Peter Quill all together, you know, um, and so there was a lot of there was a lot of good banter there. Um, the uh, but but anyway, so they uh, they get back to Earth, and this is where we f- get to see our uh, kind of our first uh, our first glimpse into you know the the children of Thanos and how what their powers are really. So Black Dwarf and and uh, Ebony Maw show up New York City and start wrecking shop against Doctor Strange, uh Iron Man, uh Wong, and I'm and I guess Banner, but Banner's basically useless. Yeah, he can't hulk out. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Hulk just says no. Um so yeah, so anyway and, and uh so what was y'all's impression? Like this is the first time we get to see you know the ebony maw and and uh, and the black dwarf and who's just kind of like a poor man's hulk with a hammer um at least that's kind of he's smarter than the hulk i guess but he doesn't talk much well, um first, anyway you were going to say the first thing i want to say about the scene is how come they always make iron man look so sexy when he gets into his armor for the first time he's just walking, <laughs> just just walking out and all of a sudden the armor just starts going over his body and you're just sitting there going man that looks so fucking amazing well he has a hoodie because obviously it's tied into his hoodie and the hoodie gets turns into more of a bodysuit, and then the armor forms around it you know and it's this nanotechnology that they've introduced and it's in the comics as well but now basically whatever his mind thinks of yeah he, he can, can create he can so create. if he wants us yeah so, so if he great. wants multiple guns or lasers or a super uh you know uh turbo uh, uh, in, uh, engine or whatever so that he can fly at, <laughs> at mock speed. Uh, he's, he's able to adapt, however, based on whatever he needs. But yeah, his armor and, is just getting sexier and sexier every movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. And it is, uh, it is very, uh, obviously, it's very, uh, it's much more advanced than the others because uh, he, he doesn't have to have that, that arc reactor in his chest anymore. He has some version of it that's connected to him. I don't know that it's connected to his body though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't understand that whole scene. They actually tried to, you know, talk something about it, but I didn't understand if it was part of it. Yeah. They addressed or, it. Or if he was just and, wearing a t-shirt with it attached. I, don't, I didn't know. Right. I think it's also important to note and for anybody listening that I think honestly, that at this point, if you just went and watched this movie and you didn't watch any of the other movies, you'd be lost. There's enough You'd be lost, but there's enough information because they do something that the Guardians did, and the Guardians is the only movie that really did this. They explained what the Infinity Stones are, 
This movie also yeah. does that. You know, this movie actually takes a little bit of time to explain what each of them are in a little bit more detail than even what the collector did. Um, and and so if you didn't know, then you know, and it doesn't take you very long to realize that the purple guy is the bad guy. Well, yeah, you can and, walk into this movie and know who the bad guy is, know what they're after, and know that old, these are all the good grimace. guys. But the, yeah, old grimace. The big issue with this film is is they there were so many characters in this movie that they didn't have time to do a lot of character building, although they did. There was some new characters introduced, and we got to see some really cool character development with those characters. But right. all of our heroes and stuff, we've already been introduced to them 18 other movies prior to this. Yeah. So... If you're if this is your first movie walking in, you're gonna be like, okay, who's this guy? I feel like right. if you're coming in and 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 Infinity War is the first MCU movie you're watching, then you should you you need to go in with some level of assumption of who these characters are. <laughs> you do, and that's that's yeah. a, you really do, and and, it, and and one of the things that I really appreciated is that for those that have watched all the movies, there's everything pays off. All yeah. of the time that you've spent watching these movies, there is something for every single one of the characters, sans really two. I don't count Valkyrie at this point, but Ant-Man and Hawkeye, noticeably absent, but they are addressed. They are um, addressed. In the movie. And I, I would like to say, the reason why, everybody out there who's listening to this episode, that they are not in the trailers, it's because they're not in the freaking movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's also why they're not on the poster. Don't try looking for a tiny ant man somewhere in the poster. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler, yeah, they are not there. Um and anyway, so I, I think uh we're everybody's getting the picture that things are bleak. And um basically the, the gist of it is is that Ebony Ma uh, now what is the I I should have done my research. What is the, the female uh Proxima Midnight? Proxima Midnight, and then the other is there's Black Dwarf, Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight, and Dude. I can't think of his name. <laughs> I would like to point out, though, that the setup for that fight um, just before that really is where we're, like, well, what we were talking about earlier with um, the music and everything, the tone yeah. gets set so well because, you know, it, it's kind of funny because the next scene is just, you know, it's, um, it's Tony Stark, you know, talking to Pepper Potts about having a baby. And then all of a right. sudden, you know, it's just like, Doctor you know, Strange a comes call. Out of <laughs> yeah, Dr. Strange comes out of nowhere. And then it's just, you know, things start turning. And then he was like, all right, well, you know, let me give Captain a call. And then the ominous just lays over and it just hits tenfold. Like, we well, open the door and everybody's running and, and, you know, it's just it, – it's so intense, so quick. <laughs> and the thing, you know, and one of the things that got me too, like I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to absorb everything, watching it in 3D, you know, it's over over stimulation. Um, <laughs> but, you you know, there's the scene when um, Bruce and, and uh, Tony are there and they're getting to see each other really for the first time in two years, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, the embrace that they have. And just the acknowledgement of all of the things that have happened and what and, – and, and I think it was – what got me most was on Mark Ruffalo's face, you saw the, the terror. He's yeah. like, this is – it's coming. He's coming. 
and and I got goosebumps, man. I'm not even joking. I mean, like I know I, I nerded out, but I got goosebumps when he said that because I really felt that he was afraid that what was about to happen, and and that was all he could say. And it kind of, I think, it really got Tony's attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. It was just it, it just it was just so scary so quick, and it was just. I don't know. I, I just thought that transition was it was so snap because, you know, like I said, you know, they're just talking about having a baby. And I was just like, OK, we're going to have like a calm scene here for a little bit. Nope. And, you know, no, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> like, not. Progression immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's almost a straight up ramp, you know, man, it, it was it was crazy. I, 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 I really liked that scene. So you well, right. and then so. Yeah, anyway, what was that? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to start getting back into the fight, but I'll let you... Yeah, so, well, the fight is... I was going to say that, really, so you get to see who these who these characters are. So we have Proxima Midnight, who basically hand-to-hand combat with the other mysterious uh, one. If anybody has is sitting next to their computer, it, maybe you can find out who it is. Um, but we've got... <laughs> we have uh, uh, Proxima Midnight, Black Dwarf... And and uh, Ebony Ma and as I mentioned already, Ebony Ma is my favorite. But Ebony Ma is like the opposite side of the coin to Doctor Strange. And everything I was reading about is just that he was a smooth talker and he gets people to do things. Well, that is not the case. He he is a, a, <laughs> an absolutely capable wizard in his own right. You know, Cordis Glaive. Uh, that's Corvus right, Cordis Glaive. And and probably the most useless. Um, <laughs> Of all of them, I mean, I, I thought he looked cool, um, but I, I, I just liked. I thought Ebony Maul was terrifying. E- Ebony Maul with the fight scene where he's just going toe to toe with freaking Doctor Strange. With all of them, I mean, basically, because when the when Black Dwarf ends up getting sent to Siberia, they, uh, you know, he's he's just like, I got to take care of it myself. And and even when they're on the ship again, backing up. I know we're going all over the place, but when he's back on the ship. And and Thor is threatening at, right after Loki dies, and he and Ebony Ma just wraps that piece of metal around his mouth, and then goes, <laughs> and you're just like, oh my goodness. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then you see uh, Doctor Strange, you know, basically trying to escape. His his cloak has has rescued him, and the and Ebony Ma is chasing him on a piece of asphalt. That's floating in, you know, just in the air and when his arms are crossed and it's like, this is effortless to him. You know, there's, it's like you, he has no muscles, but he needs no muscles. He does, he doesn't need to lift a <laughs> finger to do anything because he's just like super powerful, you know, and he's so eloquent in the way he speaks. It's like listening to a cult lit- leader tell you about why you should be thankful you're about to die. People of Earth, yeah. Yeah. you all should be blessed Rejoice. That the Lord- Thanos yeah. is coming to destroy you all. Rejoice in your death. Rejoice in your death. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, you know, you get all this anyway, and that that just starts, and everything kind of ramps up from there. And then my the boy Guardians Spider-Man are, joins the fight. Let's not right. He, he joins right after well, that. Well, before we talk about that, what do y'all think about Stan Lee's cameo? Then I was not just, impressed with this one. The bus driver. Yeah, you would think for uh, an epic. 10-year anniversary film that Stan Lee would have, like, the most epic freaking cameo ever, except this would you, would you have Would you have rather him be there instead of the mystery character that shows up that nobody was expecting? No, 
Not at all. I, okay. I, the mystery yeah, character put the biggest smile on my face. I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and and so basically, basically, I mean, with the I. Uh, Spider-Man gets introduced right after that. He's on the bus. He he shows up. I love uh, that because he's on the bus and he's like, he sees this thing and he's like, Ned, make a diversion. And Ned didn't realize what he said. He just saw the giant spaceship outside. He's yeah, like, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, you know. So, um, they, but it, so it, from there it continues to escalate. Oh yeah, exactly. Only half of the universe. Um. So it escalates from there. The guardians are introduced, and there's a ton of humor with <laughs> Gamora and everyone analyzing Thor like a piece of meat and comparing him to, you know, a god baby, uh, you know, <laughs> beautiful angel god, and uh, and you know, and Peter Quill's obviously insecure and, and <laughs> not not it was feeling so it. Funny. It it was good, and I thought they did a good job. Although I don't think it was James Gunn level of, but I thought that they did a decent job of capturing who the Guardians were, even though you could tell it wasn't exactly his. And, especially, and I, don't, I don't think that Peter. credit goes to the directors. I think that credit goes to the actors because the actors absolutely were enough with their characters to know what their characters, how their characters need to be, sound, act, and everything. So right, 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 and. And I think, and this is also with the Guardians, where they they uh, hint at something without saying anything. And I picked up on it, although I don't think I'm necessarily, uh, you know, reading into something that other people didn't figure out. But uh, there's something said about the Soul Stone, and you see Gamora, who winces at the at the mention of it, which to me just already said she knows more than she's saying. Well, when they and, did that scene there, you know, we're they they right before they showed that part, they showed the flashback where she was a child and Thanos hands her the knife. So and, right. she, and then she tells Peter, Well, I know something about the soul stone that Thanos doesn't know. So I'm sitting there going, Did Thanos Well she doesn't even say that. She says, I know something that yeah. will get me killed and if and it, well that 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 you know that holds like the universe in, in balance and if Thanos gets me, you have to kill me. So my know? thought right there was it's that gym that's in that knife. <laughs> They yeah. just didn't know he gave it to uh, her. That's what my thought was. I'm like, that knife is significant for some reason. And that's what that's what I was focusing on that whole time. So. See, and I did. I, I didn't necessarily. I actually was. Uh, I to me, I think I really got into the idea that Thanos truly is, even though he's a sociopath, really truly believes he's doing the right thing. You know, the right yeah. thing. He and, believes it. And the one thing I do and, want to say about about this movie is. They, I truly sympathize. I sympathize. Ah, I can't even say it. I felt bad <laughs> for Thanos. Yeah, I, I don't know I, if I, I felt bad for him, but I honestly, I, I genuinely like. I, I, I felt like I knew where he was coming from. You could give him sympathy. He was not a completely. There was, there was a, there. It would not have been out of place. I think to to sympathize with him. To an extent, to I mean, in, at least to the extent that you understand why he thinks he's doing this and why this. I mean, if you can really objectively look at it, I get what he's saying. I mean, it's super messed up, and and it, is, it just doesn't make sense. But I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, you just can't kill half the half the universe. If if the universe <laughs> is supposed to die, let it die, but don't take it into your own hands. You know. Um, yeah. 
but uh, you know with with uh with Gamora kind of um making Quill promise that uh I think it it sets the stage for something that's going to happen later. I did not expect that necessarily not until they got to the planet but um anyway we're 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 only really about a quarter of the way into the movie at this point and and uh, not all the characters haven't even really been introduced. Thor goes on his own B plot. Uh, once he meets them, he uh, he talks about. I mean, he's hashing over everything, all of his loss. He basically has lost his entire family, his sister who he just met, who destroyed his planet, uh, his his father who passed away, his brother who was killed in front of him, his mother who was stabbed. Uh, but you I know, love so, how that scene was set up because you know uh, they were. He was like, "How do y'all know so much about Thanos?" And they were like. Well, she's his daughter, and everyone's yeah. like, "Uh oh!" Thinking that Thor's getting ready to go like beat the crap yeah. out of her, and he's like, "Family sucks," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, well, then he goes and hits on her. Then he goes and hits on her, you know, yeah. and, and and it makes it makes Quill even more, uh, you know, uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, you know, and but but from there, there's a B plot of him seeking out his weapon from the comics, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Uh, which actually is going to be in Beta Ray Bill's weapon. Right. In the comics, it's Beta Ray Bill's. Um, but in this movie, you know, it's forged specifically for him. And uh, with a very unique handle. Uh, that <laughs> I, I kind of saw this coming as well. Because in the I think in the comic books, it has a wooden handle too. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know that it was it was the uh, arm of a of a Groot, but uh, in this movie it is. Um, I, I do appreciate I that. That's probably the one good thing about Groot in this movie was what he did to get that hammer. I would yeah. say that he was a low point for me. Yeah, Groot was not exciting for me in this movie at all. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to my roommate about it too, and I was just like, you know, we we neither of us. We we did not like Groot in this movie, and that was his one scene where he did something useful. Yeah, um, was cutting. His he may arm have had one other angle. scene. He had one other scene in Wakanda where he wasn't useless. <laughs> oh yeah, he, I think yeah. yeah. He 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 killed some of those. Uh, oh the the runners. What are they called? Uh, the f- six armed things. Like ah oh, man, God, yeah. we're the worst. We're we're terrible nerds right now. Well, uh, and when we get to that part, I want to I want to bring up a point on that. So I'm glad you just reminded me on that. Well, uh, we'll probably have to kind of fast forward. I, I don't want to I don't want to go through every single thing, yeah, but I do what I what I wanted to do though. Points. Well, what I wanted to do is uh, you know hit the major points. There, Stormbreaker uh, is received by uh, or is pursued. They and they get it, uh, or was, or Thor gets it. Which what were we gonna say? Tyrion Lannister, uh, what, what the heck? Is right, that and that's what, what I well, what I was going to say is they. Well, I was going to say before before we do that, Tyrion Lannister, aka Peter Dinklage. Thank you. I may or may name. not make a he may or may not uh, make a an appearance in this movie. Uh, they also venture to Titan. They uh, venture to which is uh, the home planet of Thanos. They venture to Wakanda, where uh, obviously the Black Panther is. Um, and a major set piece, right? Exactly. Wakanda forever. Um, and they also uh, are in, in great Britain. They're in London, uh, where nowhere, 
they do go to nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, literally nowhere. Um, the place, and which is also that's a great scene. Um, but so so that's kind of all the big beats of every every place that they go. Besides, uh, I think Ver Vermirian is that uh is that the name of the planet? It's it's one of them Norse names. So don't don't get. Let's me. say let's say Vermirian, and if you can't understand that, <laughs> look it up. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's another planet that they go to. But Vermeer, so that's I the Vermirian. Vermeer is. I think it's Vermeer. I think Vermeer's on uh, is in uh, Mass Effect. What I don't is, know why. We'll call it Vladimir. It no, I, I'm serious. Vladimir. I think it's Vermeer. It might be. Marcus <laughs> it, might be right. It might. It might be. Well, so we'll go with that. If if we're wrong, let us know in the comments. It's like Mjolnir. <laughs> I can't even say the yeah. Thor's hammer's name. Mjolnir. We'll say. Well, it's it's the planet. It's the planet with the secret cameo. Um, <laughs> that we're about to talk about. That we're about to talk about. But what I wanted to do. So that's all this big set pieces. What I wanted to do is like just go around and say like, what are three of the biggest WTF moments like for you? For all of us, you know, like what what was something that happened that just or three things that happened because we could we can go chapter and verse through this entire movie. And there are things that happen in every pretty much in every scene that either I wasn't expecting or that. I mean, they really turned everything on its head. I did not expect the majority of this movie. There are some big things that happened, some big uh, plot beats that I was kind of expecting, didn't expect it to go the way that it went. And I did not know who would, if anybody was going to die. I did not know. Yeah. Um, but I suspected that if it was going to be like the comic books, he was going to get the stones and he was going to snap his fingers. Uh -huh. That was, that was what I was expecting to happen after that. I had no idea. I did not know how that was going to unfold. And I did not know how he was going to get to that point, you know? Um, but anyway, so like, what were the, what were three of the biggest, because, because uh, he does get all the stones. Um, spoiler again. Uh, <laughs> he, he does get all the stones. Uh, the very first stone he gets from Xandar uh, 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 and he, but it doesn't show it. It's, it happens off screen. But it, we, we're told it was decimated, and we have no reason to believe otherwise. Um, but all the stones, including the Soul Stone, he gets. So what were, what were three of the like, biggest WTF moments for you guys? Go ahead, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, because my, my fear is, is I'm going to say, like, one of mine, one of mine well, just is give, just Secret give Cameo. Secret Cameo. Yeah. That was like right. my biggest what to teach, you know, what the F. WTF. I, yeah. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And no, so it's, not, are, it's, not, it's not an X-Men, and no, it's not a Fantastic Four member, but it's someone we've are, seen before, and you're like... Are we really not going to say it? Oh, you might as well. This is your... You go for it, man. Right. <laughs> Red Skull is in the yeah. movie. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen Red Skull since freaking Phase 1 when he freaking disappeared at the end of Captain America. Right, and if yeah. I remember correctly, Hugo Weaven said he never wanted to play that role again. Oh, but I'm I'm quite sure he wasn't in this movie. I thought it was. Is that not him? I need to look for his name. I don't think it's it him. <laughs> I don't think it was him. I'm almost positive it wasn't him. It was somebody else speaking with a German accent. I mean, the makeup yeah. you can make anybody look Rob, like that. Mark, that is Markland true. was his name. Okay. 
But yeah, so I, I'm definitely with you. And it's funny because when he showed his face, like I could tell, like the whole the whole mood in the theater just shifted a little bit, and there was like some whispers here and there, like Red Skull, like really? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I mean, yeah, that was that was really big. Um, <laughs> I, I, I that couldn't was the believe biggest it. one for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me. Um, uh, the deaths would definitely be one. Just the sheer amount of people, um, important people, big people, um, right? That and and just seeing them, you know, and I'm, honestly, the worst death I think of all of them was Spider-Man's. I just agree. in my opinion, I agree <laughs> because the they drew painful. his out. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I think if it would have been arms. a little bit shorter, if it would have been a little bit shorter, it would have been the most powerful death probably. Man, it, it to was, me, if it would have been a little shorter because of that relationship that those two had and, yeah. and had it because with the, with the red skull showing up, that being a huge, you know, blind, you know, I just did not see that coming at all. But then with, the all of the deaths, I kind of was most surprised by, and even though the the uh, the death of Spider Man was eh, extended and turned it into being something a little bit more lame, yeah. Peter Peter Quill and Black Panther. Yeah, I was shocked about Black Panther. I was just yeah. telling Marcus that this was Marvel's money maker, and they just killed him off. <laughs> well, I I I. I just couldn't believe that they pretty much killed off all of the Guardians. Everybody but Rocket. Except for, Ra- yeah. except for Rocket. And, I, 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 you know, so. So for the audience really listening crazy. at home who haven't seen the movie and we want to spoil everything, let's talk about <laughs> everybody that died in this movie. Okay. Yeah, so might as well. We had Loki yeah. that died, Heimdall that died. Uh, Ebony Maul gets killed. Yes, he does. Uh, in a decent fashion. I was okay with that. Pretty much all the children, didn't they? Uh, uh, Proxima Midnight survived, I think. No, yeah, she get, she did get killed. Uh, Scarlet Witch killed her. Thrown into the sh- Shredder, yeah. Her and Glaive uh, killed both of them. I yeah, don't I, think I, Dwarf died, did he? I know, I know he, he lost his hand. Something happens. He gets killed. I think he does get killed. I'm remembering something about him exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's during uh, the Wakanda as far scene. as heroes though but yeah uh, so we had those uh, my second WTF moment happens to be part of the Red Skull thing Gamora's death I, oh I, yeah I was not expecting in order to acquire the Soul Stone they had to kill somebody that they loved so I mean that whole scene right there that was an, it was an awesome scene it really was it was. It was probably one of the best scenes. Of the I, movie. I was not expecting her to it go was out like so, that. Man, and she, and she was like, "We finally won because you love no one." And he throws and, her and, down and there. No <laughs> idea that it was her. You know that he could love anyone, and that if he did, that much less it'd be her. You know. That was just intense. Yeah. So it that, was. That was a shocking death for me. Um, and then everybody that died at the end of the movie, we had Bucky Barnes. Uh, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. But caveat, Vision only dies because Thanos rips his forehead off. That is that's true. That's true. 
Okay. Died twice, a, actually. Sadly, yeah, sadly Scarlet Witch that kills him, and then they rewind time, and they kill him again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. Poor Vision, yeah. Honestly, he was a worthless character in this movie, he so. Was he was He was. He was so OP in freaking Civil War and all that, and in this movie, yeah. it was just nothing. So frustrating. Was, yeah, it was. I, I didn't understand, but maybe they'll explain that later. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but who else died though? Black Panther. Um, yeah. um, all of the guardians. Who was on the, oh, yeah, yeah, all the guardians who was on the except other, for Rocket. <laughs> everyone who was on, uh, almost everyone who was on Titan. Yeah. Uh, Drax. It just um, left uh, Tony Stark there, right? Yeah. Yeah, because because uh, well, Doctor Tony Strange Stark goes. And, um, and uh, uh, Mantis. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. The, no, Mantis the is gone too. Sister. Yeah, the Nebula. Nebula. Oh, yeah, Nebula. Oh yeah, that's right. She was there. Was she didn't go away? Nope. nope. So she's there. So really, who is left is Tony, Captain, who barely made it. He also took one yeah. in the gut. The two shocking that- characters. But to me, that survived was like like you said earlier is uh, uh, Tony Stark and Captain America. Yeah, th- those are the ones that everybody thought were going to die because their contracts are up, but. I knew that wasn't going to happen in this movie only because we know they're going to be in part four. <laughs> right, because Avengers 4 is his technically his last movie. So I knew they but, wouldn't have killed him off in this film, but man. and But even – anyway, keep going. You were saying, I'm just going to say, even with all the character deaths that was in this movie, you know <laughs> that is not going to be a permanent <laughs> fixture in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, and we already know because we'll get to the uh, end credit scene that there are going to be new characters introduced. Correct. Um, so, and that that will happen in between now and and uh, the the second installment of this. But so, uh, for me, all three of my WTF moments, like because if I had to pick three uh, of this whole movie, every one of them has to do with the Soul Stone. Um, you know, one is going to be where the Soul Stone was in the first place because I had heard it was with Adam Warlock. I heard that it was, you know, everything I was reading about the Scuttlebutt, it was like Adam Warlock has it. That's what's going to make him special. Um, and maybe he won't even get that one till the second movie. Uh, I had heard that, uh, that maybe it was actually inside Heimdall and that's why his eyes were orange. Um, I had heard all of these things, and then for it to just be on another planet, first of all, was like, okay, I didn't see that coming. There's a curveball. <laughs> then you have the Red Skull as the Keeper, and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, doesn't make any sense, but I, but it's kind of the coolest thing that's happened so far in this movie on top of all of these cool things that I just did not expect. It didn't make any sense, but it made perfect sense because he was one of the first stone bearers in the whole franchise. He gets, yeah, yeah. He, gets he was destroyed by the stone, or what we thought was destroyed. Well, by the we stone. thought he was, but he was just transported. So what you know, a perfect he was just... way! I mean, he's the guardian of the sixth and final stone. He he was a bearer of the first stone, the guardian of the final stone. I, I just thought that was kind of poetic for his story. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, it was interesting. I thought that I, I didn't. I didn't need to know why or how he had any of the powers that he could like he, levitate now. Whatever, that's great. I don't care. <laughs> um, 
But so so Red Skull, the planet that it's on, it, it was one, and then Gamora's death. Uh, and the way that it happened, that was just one of the best scenes in the entire movie and uh, very powerful, had a lot of weight. And then when she she's dead, you can already feel and tell what's about to happen, because as soon as Peter knows, well, then he goes and kind of ruins. He, It's really Peter's fault when it comes down to it. Why all of this happens, because Gamora dies, but they could have gotten the gauntlet off of him and they had it. And Peter goes and messes it all up yeah it was so close and it was off his hand too it was off his hand yeah (laughs) and uh so you know anyway they uh so he gets it he ends up in wakanda he snaps his fingers but not before being what i would have considered a mortally wounded by stormbreaker thor ends up getting one last blow in where he throws his hammer which was a god killer apparently uh, it was forged for that very reason. Throws down the uh, hammer. <laughs> he does, and he but it splits the power stone beam. I mean, isn't that what he he shot a power stone beam yeah, at him? He did, and it splits that right down the middle. It doesn't even get affected by it. And hits him right in the chest. Um, and then Thanos and says then, that comment you should have went for the head. I was like, ah, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he snaps his fingers, and then he gets sucked back into the portal, and that's when everybody starts to disappear. And you did you did leave out two people who died that we didn't uh, we didn't list: old Colby Smolders and Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah. So Nick Fury does not make an appearance until the very end credit scene, which I thought was fitting because that's how he was introduced in the first Iron Man movie. So for this to be a ten year anniversary <laughs> film. I thought it was fitting that we get to see uh, Samuel Jackson only at the end credit scene. It, you know, parallels, tributes, whatever you want to call it. I just thought that was kind of fitting. But it was also really cool when he was fading away. He was like, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, right before. Right before. It was perfect. And <laughs> ran right before he'd already sent a, a page. He had a pager, an oh. intergalactic pager that... Uh, Sent a message to who I think everybody can assume safely was. Except for Marcus. <laughs> who asked I didn't him. know, he not, right? He asked him. <laughs> what he was like, what's that symbol on that on that pager at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's Captain It's Marvel. Superman. It's that, that's actually <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Captain Marvel. And so the signal was sent out to Captain Marvel. Um, and... So at the very least, we know at least one other character that's coming to help. Um, we know at, also at the end, Thanos gets to do what he said he was going to do. He was going to destroy half of the universe's population. And then he was going to go watch the sunset on a planet somewhere. Which, that ending for me of this movie, I have not seen a movie since The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that has yeah. ended on such a downer that the good guys did not win. When we no. go out and watch these type of movies, the good guys always win. But in this movie, the good guys did not win. And I mean, I think this was a a worse loss to the good guys than it was in Empire Strikes Back. You know, in Empire Strikes Back, they just lost freaking a hand and hand. 
That was all they lost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was such a big blow. To, and I think what, what made it a little bit, uh, what made it sting a little more is just that, so you see everybody start fading away, right? I mean, hero after hero just starts disappearing. You're like, no, no, not that person. And then, like, another person goes, and it finally all stops, right? Did you notice and then, when they were phasing, though, that there was no music? It was just utter silence. Right, yeah. It, it was just, you know, it, it was just you and the people dying in front of your face, right? <laughs> like, that's all it was. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it cuts over to... Uh, Thanos watching the sunset and then roll credits. Yeah, it just right. ended. Just no. It just ended. <laughs> I was yeah, like, it was like a gut punch. Oh, yeah. man. So I'm like, they really did this. And I'm like looking around my theater. And I mean, I hear sniffling behind me because, you know, some characters died that these people love. <laughs> the theater's quiet. Some people are getting up leaving because they don't know there's a fucking end credit scene. Right. <laughs> But for the most part, no one was saying anything. Typically after movies, you know, when the credits are rolling, people start turning and talking to each other about what they saw. Or even applauding at the end yes, because, of, you know, this nothing. is a 10-year movie. It was That's what I expected. I, and I was sitting there with a smile on my face. I was like, this is how you freaking end a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for real. I mean, it really, that, that was, it was just really good and very powerful. And and ours, uh, my theater was somber too, and so I sat there till the end, saw the end credits, and and just then my mind starts racing. I'm like, okay, you know, now what? Uh, we do know that uh, there is the Ant Man and Wasp later on this year. Um, I don't know how it's going to fit in the timeline. Obviously, I'm well. I don't know if it's obvious, but I'm going to guess that it happens just before everything in infinity war that's what because they're not Marcus. all in order it so. has to it has to because if not they're going yeah. to have to address in the movie why half the world's population is missing hey and you know what i would be okay too if like at the end of that movie People one of them disappears yeah. yeah oh yeah i was about to say like maybe in the either at the end of the movie or in a post-credit scene yeah where like hank pym or somebody just disappears yeah. And we don't know why, you know, they, they're like, what is going on? So um, most likely integral to that story. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like maybe, well, we know it won't be, uh, actually, I think Wasp and Ant-Man are both going to be in the sequel. I think they were both confirmed for the sequel. So I don't think it's going to be either of them. Yeah. It might be Hank Pym or it might be Michelle Pfeiffer. They find her and then all of a sudden she goes away again. Um, oh, that would yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> but it would be so what movies are coming out we got ant-man we got captain marvel and then it's avengers again right or is there another movie after captain marvel before avengers well there's always two there's always two a year at least so it would make sense if ant-man comes out this year Ant-Man does next year's year. captain marvel next year's captain marvel and infinity war i think that's two. all we have booked right now Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. Okay, so and I don't have, think that they've even lined any other movies up to start filming yet. So we know Captain Marvel's a prequel that's going to take place in the 90s. Right. Um, and that's basically just to establish her character so when she shows up on screen in part four, we know who the heck she is. And also to establish why Martin Freeman was a good pilot in Black Panther. Because apparently he's also going to be in the Air Force with her. And also oh. bring back uh, Coulson because, you know, the fans want him back and they have yet to bring his ass back. 
I don't understand why Colson well, can't be. In the I want to movies. see when he got his trading cards. It's what I want to see. So, <laughs> but anyway, this is a to me, it's a must see movie, and I think it really segues nicely into our our last segment here. Where, I mean, I know there's so much more to talk about, but uh, I think that we could we could continue to talk about this, like I said, for the rest of the night. But yeah. um, if we're, well, I got all night. I, no, I know. I don't. I'm, I'm about to. I'm a. I'm, I'm I've got a, a a certain length of of time that I've already probably overspent with uh, watching the baby. So, um, but anyway, in this last section, I just wanted to. Uh, now that this has come out and we've had it had it, you know, less than 24 hours to digest it. Um, I wanted to see what our favorite, our five favorite, you know, uh, I think there are 18 total movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, some obviously much better than others. And, and for me, I wanted to list our favorites. I don't care if it's the best one, but what are your five favorite ones? Uh, because I have five favorites that I don't necessarily think everybody else will think are the best. But these are five that I could put on and watch anytime I have watched them at you know at least all but one of them I've watched at least ten times um so so you know Daniel, what about you? what are your five top five? It can be in any order man, it's gonna be hard, but in any order, yeah, it would be Avengers infinity war <laughs> for sure, absolutely, yeah, sadly. I know we said no order, but I really think that is my top all-time favorite movie right now in the Marvel really? series. Yes. Hmm. It was. It, it just struck me that hard. I mean, it's just... It. it, it I will damn... It is, to me, see, it is... It's a perfect it, film, it, to me. Well, it's the... To me, it is the Godfather 2. To Godfather. In that Avengers is has a special place in the pantheon because it did something that has never been done before you know you had all of these superhero movies that built up to one team-up movie it was incredible you know that's incredible that's never been seen before well i think that this because ultron was just passable to me it was serviceable i own it i just i don't ever go watch it though uh this movie is is a must own must see it is to me it is I think it's actually kind of better than the first Avengers, but you couldn't have the second. You couldn't have this movie without the first one. Correct. That I makes agree sense. That. I agree with that. So I, I, I think it's better though. So to me, anyway. to me, you know, I keep saying it's, I compare it to, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Empire. Because yeah. Empire is my Empire. favorite Star Wars film. I f- right. feel that this is probably going to be my favorite Marvel film. Now that's not to say next year when Avengers four comes out, that may not, you know, that, that may not, not yeah. yeah, that may knock this one off the list. But <laughs> as of right now, that, yeah, that's my top one. But then the other so you four... you got Avengers, Infinity War. The other four in no particular order would be Winter Soldier, Spider-Man okay. Homecoming, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor one. Ragnarok. Yeah, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. And then Thor Ragnarok. Nice. I would Very say nice. Civil War, but I think Thor Ragnarok probably knocked that one off the list. Nice. Okay, I can dig similar. it. <laughs> what, what, are, what are yours, Marcus? Um, uh, in, in my loose order, um, my favorite is Civil War. Um, I, I definitely loved that movie and, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, 
coming in for the rest of them. Um, I got Guardians Volume One, also uh, Thor Ragnarok, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I think my fifth was was actually Ultron. I actually really liked Ultron. Um, nice. Okay. And I think I think Infinity War took over my fifth place spot. And it, and honestly, to me, it's just rewatchability. Like I, I'm not entirely sure. Like I would rewatch Infinity War, like just so that I can better understand what's going on. Yeah. But I don't know if I would rewatch it for entertainment. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And I can see that. I mean, it is heavy, and so. Sometimes movies like that aren't just the best ones to keep on for uh, for morale. But the one thing um, I would say about about Marcus's final comment there is one thing I appreciate about this film is it's you, you said the first Avengers movie set this all up. Well, the first Avengers movie had those amazing fan moments where you know we had Thor versus Hulk the first time, Captain America versus Iron Man for the first time. Yeah. You know, you had all those scenes. I think this movie fan service does enough. We saw Hulk versus Thanos. You know, we saw uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man teaming up against these these other villains. I mean, we got to see these amazing fights that were very similar in structure to the first movie. So I, I, I think the watchability will be there. I'll tell you and let yeah. you know for sure when I go see it again tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go see it again, too. I don't know when, though. But um, And I would agree with that to a certain extent, too, that I think that there is some rewatchability um I don't know that the whole movie is the kind of movie that I would want to sit and watch like maybe Thor Ragnarok uh, for me. That is like start to finish is something that I just thoroughly enjoy. But yeah. like I want to see the first fight scene with Hulk again. I want to watch the, uh, you know, all of the scenes in New York with Ebony Maw. I want to see Ebony Maw on the ship with Doctor Strange. I want to see the scene where the Soul Stone, have, you know, is is acquired, and and there are certain scenes I do want to see, but like the filler stuff between, I want to see when they go back to nowhere. I thought that was a great scene, you know. Um, anyway, for me, my five again in no particular order. I'm, I'm going to put Avengers: Infinity War kind of at five, but that that's not necessarily where it goes in my list, but. It's the newest for me. It's the one that obviously it came out, you know, today really. Um, yeah. But uh, but for me, it's definitely in my top five. I don't know where it fits yet, but it it will be one that I will watch uh, over and over again. Uh, Guardians one for sure. Guardians one, I I have definitely I've watched over twenty times. Uh, I saw it at least three times in the theater. I took I watched it twice by myself and then took the family to watch it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Guardians Two. Uh, really? Guardians, yeah. Guardians Two is on Netflix, but I also own it. Um, I think the reason why I put Guardians Two on there is because of the emotional, the emotional ties at the end with Yondu, um, and I just think that they did a really good job of making this story about family. And to me, it just has more emotional weight than many, if not most of the Marvel films. Um, the, the way that they integrate music into the two guardians films and what they did with Thor Ragnarok with the music, they just, I think they just, they fixed Thor for sure. I mean, that was something that I would have never thought I'd say is Thor would be one of my top five movies, but Ragnarok definitely was. So Avengers infinity war guardians one and two, 
Thor Ragnarok and then Civil War. I think uh, Winter Soldier was fantastic. I thought that they did a great job of making something new and fresh with the Marvel Universe, making kind of a spy movie uh, and, you know, on the run, Mission Impossible type thing. But with Civil War, you got that with the bigger scale. In fact, what you got to me was a better second Avengers film, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I think that's why I list. I list Civil War. Plus, Civil War was one of my favorite comics, uh, comic series or or, or stories. Um, that, that I re- that was probably one of the last ones besides World World War Hulk that I actually collected. Um, I haven't I haven't been collecting in a while, but I have all of those first first printing uh, issues, Civil War and World World War Hulk. So, but that's my list: Guardians One, Two, Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Civil War. So. Well, that's good. I think uh, I think that just about does it. We we probably could talk all night, but that wraps up this episode of the Temple Geek Podcast. I want to thank Daniel and Marcus for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or just reach out with a question, sound off in the comments or email us at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and tell your family. Head over to iTunes or wherever you download and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode whenever we decide to post it. Be sure to rate us. Be sure to tell your friends, as I said. And uh, until the next time, we will uh, catch you later. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.